did Spider-Man ever do to y'all? He's been swinging around the fucking city, helping old ladies cross the road. He's been keeping the neighborhood clean. And what do y'all do? You fuck him over. Yeah, yeah. He uh, really got the shit into this deal. <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Nebula episode 14. It's episode 14, right? Yes. Yes. It's 14. It's episode 14. For people who aren't aware of it yet, Spider-Man has officially been pulled out of the MCU for now. Yeah. Definitely an interesting choice. Not one that I agree with, but hey. Not only does this mess up a good chunk of phase three of the MCU, but it also leaves up a few unanswered questions with the character of Spider-Man in the MCU and other stuff happening with him. That whole thing of Spider-Man's identity being shown to the world, well, that's out the fucking window. Him replacing Iron Man, that's also gone. Yeah. All the different relationships that he's had with characters throughout the series so far well we can't talk about those anymore like yeah. it, it fucks everything up spider-man has been such an integral part of these last few years of the mcu and now that marvel can't use him anymore can't even say his name like yeah i don't see how this is gonna be right again no it's not gonna be great it's pretty much just put a halt to any character development in phase three for most characters because they all sort of rely on each other for yeah. bits and pieces. So uh, be interesting to see how they pull it off. For people who aren't aware of it, this came down to a matter of money. Yeah. When Sony and Marvel first did their deal to have Spider-Man appear in the MCU, it was basically Marvel borrowing the IP from Sony. Yeah. So what the original deal was was that Spider-Man was supposed to appear in five um, five or six films. I think it's six films. If we count Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, and then three standalone films. Marvel was going to get 5% of the first weekend. So that's when the movie makes its most money. With yeah. Sony financing all of the standalone movies. So Sony was putting its own money in for Homecoming and Far From Home. And then they keep all the money that the movie makes and Marvel keeps the merchandising rights for yep. Spider-Man. And then after Far From Home made $1.1 billion, which is the highest, I'm pretty sure it's the highest grossing Marvel movie that's just, that's not an event. So it's not an Avengers kind of movie. The highest grossing standalone Marvel movie. Marvel was like, I've seen that your movie made $1.1 billion and we uh, didn't see much money from that, but you guys made a lot of money. We want to renegotiate the deal so that we split the profits 50-50. I know that you guys financed the entire movie, but um, yeah, we won 50% of that nice wee money pie. And Sony yeah. was like, uh, that doesn't sound like a good deal to us. Yeah, but, you know, we're Disney and we like a lot of money. So can we have more monies, please? And Sony was like, I'm taking my ho my toys and going home. And Disney was like, uh, 
Well, fine. And now we're here. Yeah, rather than trying to come back with a counteroffer, it seems like they just can the whole thing. I mean, I'm sure there was a bit of negotiation going down and it just didn't work out. But either way, at the end of the day, it's us that lose. It's a business, right? Like, at the end of the day, filmmaking is a business. It all comes down to money and business executives want to make the most profit as humanly possible. But what I don't understand is why bring this up now? They still had one more movie under the Marvel Sony contract. Why risk it all now and test the waters with Sony with a new deal when you could have just kept quiet, made the third and final movie in the contract, and then renegotiate for the future of Spider-Man in the MCU? Why why jeopardize all that now? Is it really just because of money? or like it seems like such an idiotic move yeah yeah it really does sony's been making some progress with its um spider-verse like into the spider-verse was an amazing movie it was so much fun it didn't make as much money but it gained like critical acclaim oh yeah it won an oscar or at the very least it got nominated for best animated picture and Venom, while not getting as much critical acclaim, did make a lot of money for yeah. a Spider-Man spinoff that didn't have Spider-Man in it. So there's obviously quite a bit of profit in it for um, Sony. So now they're yeah, probably yeah. thinking, how can we get Spider-Man back so we can have the main Tom Holland Spider-Man into our Spider-Verse? Because right now he's locked down with fucking Marvel. He can't go away. But since Disney came in, maybe they saw this as an opportunity to, hey, we'll back away for now. We'll have Tom Holland appear in our Spider-Verse. We'll let Marvel simmer a bit. Let them see the error of their ways. Let them see how much they fucked up with this. And then we'll renegotiate then. We'll get profits from our Spider-Verse. And then we'll get more profits when Spider-Man goes back to the MCU. And uh, everything is hunky-dory again. Yeah. Do you think it's something along those lines? Or this is totally and royally fucked? I'd like to think that before they even make the next movie, they can find some deal that fixes this problem. But I don't know if it'll happen. I would really like to see Spider-Man continue being part of the MCU just to keep the story going. But I'm not going to hold out hope. Yeah. Really. It's such a shame because this has only kind of put me off and wanting to watch more Marvel movies because the big draw of the MCU is that all of these movies are interconnected, right? You think like, you know, Black Panther is off doing his thing, but in the back of your mind, it's like, I wonder what the other superheroes are doing now because it's such a vibrant, interconnected world. Now, when I'm going to watch a new Marvel movie, I'm going to be like, well, the immersion is kind of gone because I know Spider-Man is no longer in the MCU. Yeah, yeah. They're going to have to explain that away somehow, but I don't know how how they're gonna do it oh oh this is such a dumb move like this this is honestly like for like disney executives this probably isn't isn't that big of a shock but for at least for people who are involved in the creative process they must be like well what the fuck are we gonna do now Mm, I don't see this being a recoverable situation. I'd like it to be. At least sort of with Endgame, how Endgame ended and how Marvel Homecoming, uh, Far Away From Home ended, there is the possibility of sort of writing his character out. But it would still require him to be there for it to be done well. They're just going to have to just not talk about it, which is just going to be 
fucking ridiculous. This has more far-reaching implications than just Spider-Man's character because Peter Parker was set up to be Tony Stark's successor. Yeah. So that was the whole driving crux of Iron Man for like the last few years of the MCU. That's kind of the way that the character of Iron Man lives on in the MCU through Spider-Man slash Peter Parker. So this has fucked that up too. We can't talk about Spider-Man, therefore Iron Man is kind of gone too now. Like the whole legacy of Iron Man is gone. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. In Far From Home, everyone was like expecting Peter Parker, Spider-Man to take up the mantle as the new Iron Man. And well, at least New York was looking at him as that way. And that's world building. But now we're taking that world building back because we can't talk about Spider-Man anymore. Yeah. This has fucked things up so royally for many aspects of the MCU. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder whether they're even going to be able to carry on with Phase 3 as it was, or if they're going to have to make some weird new alternate timeline to explain how everything got so fucked up. For now, it seems like Phase 4 is interested mainly on introducing new characters and new franchises to the MCU, so like the Eternals, Shang-Chi, and all that. So it seems like they're wanting to diversify the world. This would be a good excuse to not have Spider-Man in there because at the end of Far From Home, he was supposedly going to be on the run. So this can be a good excuse until they figure out what to do with not having the character. Hopefully this will um, appease the audiences in being like, hey, I know we fucked up with Spider-Man, but we got all these other properties to dazzle you with for the time being. Yeah. Like you said, I I don't see how this can be rectified unless Mm. Sony and Marvel strike another deal. And I hope they do because this is fucking ridiculous. You can't just introduce a character for multiple years, build a storyline that involves not only him, but other characters which are pivotal for your universe and then take him out as if nothing ever happened. Yeah, that's not on. Not on. Do you think we'll ever see Tom Holland as Spider-Man in the MCU again, or is this completely done and dusted? Depending how they play out the next, like, step, I think that may be Tom Holland done as Spider-Man full stop. I yeah. don't know if they're going to uh, make a whole bunch more Spider-Man movies if they can't be in the MCU because it relies so heavily on everything else. Depending how they explain out that Spider-Man is gone, yeah. they may have to just be like, oh, now it's Miles Morales because Peter Parker's gone. Because under the contract, it seems like this hasn't been confirmed yet. It's just like rumors from different tabloids and all that the rumor is that tom holland is indeed out as um spider-man since the contract is null so is him playing the character yeah so i hope everyone is ready for the fourth spider-man reboot yeah i'm not ready to watch uncle ben die again (laughs) yeah with the fourth spider-man reboot him being introduced into the Spider-Verse with Venom and all that, maybe we'll be graced with a fourth iteration of Uncle Ben who will inevitably die. Well, hopefully not. Oh, yeah, that would be dumb. Hopefully Sony has learned a thing from the MCU and be like, imply that Uncle Ben is dead, but don't actually show how he died because we all know that story. Hopefully they can solve this, but like we both said, this looks like things that 
well and truly fucked. Yep. But at least we got some other Marvel stuff to look forward to and, and hopefully try not to think of Spider-Man too much while we're watching them. We got a few more shows that have been announced for the Disney Plus service. And those shows are She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel. Yeah. Are you familiar with any of those? Uh, I've read a few of the She-Hulk comics. Yeah. I have read a couple of the Miss Marvel. I don't remember enough about it to uh, go into much detail, unfortunately. I've read a few comics of She-Hulk. I know that She-Hulk is Bruce Banner's cousin. At some point, she was involved in an accident, a very serious accident, which was life-threatening. And she needed a blood transfusion that night, or she was going to die. And Bruce Banner was there. And they had the same blood type. And he was aware that if he gave her his blood, it would be with the gamma radiation in it. It was either that and risk her also becoming a version of the Hulk or she would die. So obviously he picked the lesser of two evils in a way and gave her the blood transfusion. And eventually she manifests signs of gamma radiation and she became She-Hulk. But since the gamma radiation in the small amount of blood wasn't that strong, she did yeah. become Hulkified. Like she turned green and became bulky and muscly, but not to the extent of the Hulk. She she still, has, she still remained human proportions. Basically, she's like an Olympic level athlete, but on steroids in terms of strength and speed and all that while she retains a clear mind yeah her personality isn't altered she doesn't have an alter ego it's just that her body manifests the the gamma radiation and she can turn into the she-hulk at will um yeah yeah for um, moon knight i absolutely have no idea what that is about i've heard from some people on the internet saying that moon knight is marvel's version of batman I'm not sure how true that is. I've heard the, the name Moon Knight before, but yeah, no idea what that character is about. Yeah, so Moon Knight struggles with multiple personalities, but other than that is a pretty run-of-the-mill, yeah, I'm going to fight the bad guys superhero. Oh, okay. Very in the vein of Batman, at least. Okay, all right. And you said you know a bit about Miss Marvel. Yeah, so Miss Marvel is a Pakistani-American superhero or at least in the comics she is and her powers cause her to go bigger in certain areas so like she can make her fist 10 times the size and punch you in the face with the power of a moving truck so she's kind of like mr fantastic but instead of stretching she can enlarge uh, proportions of her body yeah yeah sort of like that yeah okay um and she's sort of because she's in jersey city she's got that like young millennial trying to balance the life of uh being a normal teenager and being a superhero and she pops up a lot not so much in x-men but i've seen her in like stories with logan uh wolverine and a few things like that is she a mutant or mutate or is she magic she got her powers by black bolt from the inhumans releasing terrigen mist into Earth's atmosphere. Oh, so she's a mutate. Yeah. Okay, just like um, Deadpool. For people who are not aware, a mutant is someone who is born with an active X gene. A mutate 
is someone who had their X gene who was dormant awakened through outside forces. So like experimentation or radiation or whatever else. They weren't born with an active X gene. For example, Deadpool, like I said, he wasn't born with an active X gene. Wade Wilson was a part, at least in the comics, Wade Wilson was captured and put through the Weapon X project. Yeah, yeah, because I thought he would be a viable candidate. Through experimentation, his skin, like, got fucked up and he looks like he's a burn victim, but his healing factor is out of this world. Anyway, yeah, those are the three new shows from Marvel. And also, um, Black Panther 2 has just been announced for a May 6th, 2022 release. I'm so gutted that I have to wait that long, but that's okay. Hopefully a lot more movies will be revealed for Phase 4 so that we can forget about Spider-Man. Yeah. That's the Marvel section of our episode so far, Jacob. Let's go into, into something that makes me mad. And you've been getting quite mad about this. Let's talk about Twitch. Uh, yeah. Twitch has been on a downfall for a while now. Yeah. It all came to a head when Ninja officially stated that he was leaving Twitch for good to exclusively stream on Mixer, which uh, for people who don't know is is a uh, broadcasting and live streaming service owned by Microsoft. Yeah. Which until now was barely a blip on the radar. But since Ninja moved over there, I think for the first weekend that Ninja moved to Mixer, Mixer was the number one um, app downloaded for those three days. Yeah. So it shows that Ninja isn't just big because of Twitch. Ninja is obviously his own brand now. People know him for him and not because he's on Twitch. I think it's a great move on his part because Twitch has been going down the fucking shitter for a while now. It really has. Like, every week there seems to be another problem with it. The main problem is that Twitch shows favoritism towards its popular streamers, especially towards popular female streamers, who at this point... I'm mainly just dressing in skimpy outfits with their tits pretty much popping out and taking advantage of lonely men on the internet to get money. If you look at two of the popular female streamers on Twitch, Amaranth and um, Alinity, those two chicks have gotten away with so much shit, like by breaking the terms of service, pretty much like breaking every rule that you can possibly think and Twitch doesn't bat an eye. But if a male streamer or a small streamer does it, they get instantly banned. To give some examples for this, Alinity um, did a stream like that her cat jumped on her keyboard and she pretty much yeeted that fucker over her head and people called her out on it like that's clear animal abuse even though the uh, cat is fine. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is that she was cruel to her cat. Peter got involved, even though Peter is shit anyway, it doesn't matter. Ricky Gervais got involved in saying that this was such a dumb move and there's way too many dumb people in the world. And so many people called her out. Twitch didn't bat an eye. But another female streamer did something similar, like she pushed her cat out the way. Not like yeeted the cat, more like pushed it out the way. And she got hit with a 14-day ban. That's and, just ridiculous. Like, and the, to the make, double standards are just... To make matters worse, the female streamer who was banned was also black. 
That, that doesn't help. Wow, way to go. Both Alinity and Amaranth blatantly said the N-word live on stream, laughed about it. And did Twitch do anything? Of course not, because they make money. Yeah, yeah. It got so bad that Twitch users who even complained or even mentioned Alinity after the cat drama, they got instantly banned that's just ridiculous which leads me to my theory that twitch is run by social justice warriors and turbo virgins i have never heard the term turbo virgin before but now that i have i am going to use that as often as i can that is fantastic (laughs) turbo virgins are the people who give amaranth money hoping against hope that at some point she will fuck him even though it's public knowledge that she's married but doesn't show that on twitch because well that would break the sad lonely people who for some reason are so desperate they want to give someone who clearly doesn't give a shit about their money it's beyond me and this is why I try and stay away from the uh, the whole Twitch. I'm still streaming on Twitch. That's not due to um, me wanting to stream on Twitch. It's more of a hardware limitation on my part because I'm streaming off the PS4. My laptop isn't strong enough to stream. You do need quite a bit of CPU power to be able to stream at 1080p, 60 frames per second. And with the, yeah. with the PS4, I can either stream on Twitch or I can stream on YouTube. There's no option to stream on Mixer, because if there was, I would. Hopefully in the coming year, or with the PS5 that's coming out the end of next year, there will be a streaming option for Mixer. Or even like DLive, because that's that's gaining steam now, because PewDiePie streams on it exclusively. You got two big people. You got Ninja on Mixer, and you got PewDiePie on DLive. What people don't understand is that this is a good thing. This creates competition. This shows people that Twitch as a company is managed like shit. Yeah. With competition, people want to go to Mixer because there's actually a viable competitor on the market who can give them a better alternative. And it does help that Mixer as a website works and functions better than Twitch. Like I've never had slowdowns. It's very smooth when you like scroll through it. With Twitch, it's always a bit of like slowdowns. It's not as smooth. Sometimes the streams just like take ages to buffer. Like it's not a well designed website. Yeah. If it sounds like I'm harping on Twitch, it's because I am. Yeah. Like Twitch is known to get away with so much shit and they just don't want to do anything about it. And you would think that a company that has the backing of Amazon would be able to put some money into developing better PR or a well-functioning website. Amazon seems to not give a shit about Twitch. It's just another source of revenue for them. Yeah, yeah. And because so many people use it how it is, they're not going to change it to make it better. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Basically, if you're a chick on Twitch, you can basically get away with pretty much anything if you become popular as. And you can probably get a decent living. If you're a guy, make sure that you grind like a motherfucker and for God's sakes, have a fucking personality. Yeah. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to poke your head out. 
if you don't have those, then by God, you're not going to be able to make it on fucking Twitch. Yeah. On Mixer, it's more about the gameplay, which a uh, site that's dedicated to gaming, you would think that would be more about the actual games, right? You'd think. That was actually draining to like talk about. <laughs> yeah. The hope just left my fucking body. Uh good times uh and lastly for episode 14 something that came out of left field i think for both of us um the matrix the matrix getting a fourth installment 20 years on from the first movie yeah it's like i didn't think i wanted the fourth movie and i still don't think i want the fourth movie I am hesitant about it, but Matrix was one of the first sci-fi movies that I ever saw that really blew my mind. So I am absolutely keen to see what they come up with. And because it's one of the Wachowski sisters that is producing it. Yeah, I think it's it's, Lena. Lena Wachowski. I think so. And it's also Keanu Reeves and shit, what's her name? Keanu Reeves is, is, is attached to it in, in his role as Neo, and so is Carrie Ann Moss in her role of Trinity. So I am very interested to see where they take that. Has it been confirmed if um, Lawrence Fishburne is returning as Morpheus? I have seen no news about Lawrence Fishburne in regards to this, so I am going to say no at the moment. He's such a pivotal character of, of all the movies that, you know, it would be a bit weird if he wasn't in the fourth installment. Yeah. Hesitant for a fourth movie because The Matrix revolutions it wasn't good and it ended on such a weird note yeah basically neo became jesus and gave his life up for humanity and then the machines and humans lived in peace so uh, what's the fourth one going to be about maybe they will actually focus on the matrix and like a new glitch shows up or like a new agent smith or you know something to do with the actual matrix and not with the machines and humans something that threatens both the machines and the humans yeah that would be my hope yeah i've read some uh interesting fan theories yeah so far such as john wick is actually neo and that's why he gets so kill happy in john wick two and three because because he's just going around wiping out all the awakened humans before they have a chance to team up and wake up the rest of humanity and there was another one that we've already met more than one the one in the matrix trilogy and that matrix four will involve a new one and that he would be pretty much the successor for for neo but my favorite one is that keanu reeves will be playing the villain oh that would be so good okay that would okay. be a nice sweet twist i would definitely be keen for a fourth one if neo was the villain yeah but uh going to the going back to the john wick theory that was it's actually kind of cool maybe the john wick movies are a prequel to the Matrix. Yeah, um, like in the same ju- universe sort of thing. Yeah, like machines take over and John Wick and the rest of humanity is captured and then he gets put in the Matrix and he completely forgets about his past and then he awakens and becomes the one because he's so skilled and all that. I don't, I, I don't know. And they don't have to like be interconnected to that extent. It's just more like that's happened in the long past and this is the present now. That will be cool. Yeah, yeah. That would uh would be pretty interesting. Yeah, because there's not really much news on the Matrix Four apart from that it's happening. Yeah. Is there a release window for it, or is it just it's gonna come out when it's gonna come out? 
as far as I know at the moment, there is no release window. But okay. As far as I know, it's just they've only confirmed talking about it. Yeah, it's Lana Wachowski. Okay, so I'm guessing the script has to be written and then production yeah, yeah. goes into goes into effect. And all right, hopefully they will put a nice wee twist on it and that will... Here's hoping. Yeah, because that would wash away the bad taste from the Matrix Revolutions. Yeah. Because I quite like Matrix Reloaded. I didn't think it was as good as the first one, obviously, but I quite liked it for what it was. And then Matrix Revolutions came in and I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, we shall see how it goes. But until then, we have reached the end of episode 14. Yeah. And I'm uh, uh, quite glad we managed to talk about some of these things and i'm already ready for episode 15 i cannot wait to talk about some things that have been talked about recently and you if you know me you probably know exactly what i'm talking about but i want to wait for a little bit more information to come out over the next couple of days before we talk about it so be prepared for the next episode yes be prepared for episode 15 which will come soon but until then i say goodbye and i say hail satan yes